There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Because I'm unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing, remain standing for just a moment. I want you to go 1 Corinthians 16 and 9. 1 Corinthians 16 and 9. You should know this verse from Sunday. You'll notice I didn't bring the python back today. Somebody said, thank you. All right. <laughs> now, look at the neighbor and say, what is Bishop going to have on Sunday? You got to come and see. First Corinthians 16 and 9. For a great and effective door has opened to say your name. And it's a whole lot of problems. Somebody said this, say problems do not mean to pause. Say adversaries do not mean halt. Say in fact, they are my evidence to push harder. Father, customize, tailor, make this word for us, your people, over these next few moments that we will move and walk and what you have ordained. Father, I pray that this atmosphere and the listeners and the hearers and the viewers, that it will be conducive, Father, uh, to break through in this atmosphere on this first Wednesday of this seventh month. We decree and declare that anything that has been opposing us or being an adversary to us, that we will be fully equipped and armed so that we would be able to be uh, prevail against every spirit that is rising against us to attempt to stop us, to attempt to block us, to attempt to get in our way. We are victorious because your word says that you always cause us to triumph. Therefore, we declare we are triumphing now. Even while being tested, we triumph. Even while having adversaries, we advance. Even while dealing with problems we won't pause because for this reason were we sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue and it is in Jesus name we pray somebody shout hallelujah 
You be seated in the presence of the Lord. Sunday, you know Wednesday night live that we started a new series called the Animal Kingdom: Zoology, Theology, and Newology. Ology is the suffix meaning the study of. So, and this series is the convergence of the study of the spiritual meaning of animals in the Bible. Jesus, that's theology, and how it affects you, that's uology. Say zoology, theology, uology. Say meology. You do know that there needs to be a book to study you because you are so complicated. Just look at somebody and say, he's talking to you right now. He's like, you are complicated. But here's what I love about being complicated is that you've been through a whole lot. You've conquered a whole lot. You've overcome a whole lot. You've been through a whole lot. You've been to hell and back. And the reality is the reason you have so many nuances and intricacies is because you have a story to tell. In fact, the reason that somebody needs an ology, a study of you, is because uh, they need to study how is it that you overcame everything that you overcame. If they want to see a miracle, they ain't got to look that far. They just need to look over at you. They just need to look over at the person on your left, over at the person on your right, because your neighbor has done a lot. Your neighbor has accomplished a lot. Your neighbor has overcome a lot of adversaries. Your neighbor has overcome betrayal. Your neighbor has overcome sickness. Your neighbor's overcome disease. Is there anybody that's ever overcome some stuff in here? Your neighbor's overcome loneliness. Your neighbor's overcome wanting to give up. Your neighbor's overcome bad relationships. Your neighbor's overcame abusive relationships. Your neighbor needs an allergy. Does your neighbor say, I've been through so much, you can study me. Yeah, want to see an overcomer study me want to see somebody that bounces back study me want to see somebody that knows how to take a licking and keep on ticking study me you ain't got to look that far we kicked off this series with this message prevailing against the spirit of python and i want to go deeper into that tonight because i want you to be fully aware and fully armed to prevail against this spirit first off i want to remind you there's nothing wrong or unbiblical about having pythons in snake or excuse me, in church as a prop to teach like I did on Sunday. Somebody say there's nothing wrong with that. An unlearned person made a comment on our Instagram saying that ain't God. And I wanted to say you're unlearned because if you just read the Bible, you'll discover that Jesus used anything to teach lessons. And so there's nothing unbiblical about that. In fact, what I love seeing is that many of you got out there and conquered your fear of snakes of Sunday, which was an unintended consequence. I wasn't even expecting that to happen. Secondly, let me take away some of the spookiness that can come with talking about evil spirits. While unclean or evil spirits uh, may be our adversary, we should never fear them because we have authority. Stop thinking that because something is against you that it is something to be feared or something to be afraid of. If you are against me, I feel sorry for you. Matter of fact, I dare you to high five your neighbor say, woe unto who comes against you. That's the wrong, I feel like preaching tonight. High five somebody else say, woe to who comes against you. If you stupid enough to be my adversary, I feel sorry for you. If you stupid enough to run your mouth about me, I feel sorry for you. Because if God be for me, who? Now, I know when I talk like this, sometimes you can think, Bishop, isn't Jesus love? Yes, he's love, but he's also a warrior. 
In fact, one of his names is Jehovah Sabaoth, which means the Lord that fights for us. It's the God of angel armies. If you read your Bible, uh, you'll discover that while God is love, when it comes to his people, he says, if you mess with my people, if you get in their way, if you try to block him, you're going to make an enemy out of the wrong God. He is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. He is the great I am. So while he's love, he's also a warrior. He's also a gladiator. He's a fighter. Somebody say, he's fighting for me right now. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, the apostle Paul, he says, for there is a great, that means big, an effective door. That means it's, it's, it's going to get some results. Say results. I don't just want you to be the type of Christian and I don't want to be the type of Christian and God doesn't want us to be the type of Christians where we get used to ritual with no results. Ritual is where you do stuff and you do it because you got it from somebody, but it doesn't actually produce any results. There's a lot of things that have been handed down to us through the years that we do out of ritual, but they don't actually produce any results. So when the Apostle Paul is speaking, he says there's a great an effective door. In essence, he's saying it's going to get me some results. And door means opportunity or opening or closure. He says it's open to me, which means it was past tense, meaning the door was already open. So the adversaries weren't there to keep the door closed. Say my doors are already open. Stop praying this prayer. Lord, open a door. He's already done that. Uh, let me save you a prayer. Stop saying, Lord, give me an opportunity. He's already done that. Let me save you a prayer. What you need to realize is that the adversaries are an indication of where the open door is. Okay. Stop thinking that when it's God's will to do something, it's going to be easy or it's going to be, uh, you know, sometimes people think, well, if God wants me to do it, it's that thing just going to happen just like that. Quite the contrary. Often when God's involved in it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be blood, sweat and tears. But that's going to be the door that gets you some results. You ought to be sick and tired of being average like the rest of your bloodline. In fact, I know you're not. I know you're above average. I know that you realize Revelation 1, 6, he's made you to be a king and a priest to be successful and spiritual say I have both Paul said I got a door that's going to give me some results he says but there's a lot of adversaries so watch this he says the door is open the adversaries aren't there to keep the door from being open they're there to keep you from, uh, from walking through the door since the adversaries can't deny you because the door is open the adversaries are trying to get you to deny yourself and this is where we uh, encounter much of what we look at in life as defeat or failure or loss. It is not because what was coming against us was so great. It's because we looked at what was coming against us as if it was great. The only thing he said that was great was the door, not the adversaries. You keep making a mountain out of some sand castles. Somebody say your adversaries are not that big. Say, my adversaries are not that big. No, 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 no. He says, the door is big. They're just a lot of adversaries, which means if I can't manage multiple problems at one time, I can't be trusted with great opportunities at any time. Sometimes in life, we say, Lord, if you would just give me the Lord, just just give me a day. That's what some of you were looking for yesterday. Lord, just give me. Can I have one day? And God says, no. Because an adversary is an opportunity for you to advance. How do I know that, Bishop? Because they're standing outside of the door. And how big is the door? It's great. And what is that door? Effective, which means you're going to get some results. Say it's time, it's 
for results in my life. Here it is. The door the Apostle Paul was talking about was literally the opportunity to reach more people in a place called Macedonia. Macedonia in the scripture translates to mean a high place or an evolved place. In other words, it meant he was going up. He was going from an inferior level to a superior level. He was going from the bottom to the top. He was going from a loser to a winner, if you would. He was going from insignificant to very significant, just like that. Now, say Macedonia. But to see how the Apostle Paul gets to Macedonia, uh, we first have to go to Acts 16, and we did that on Sunday, where it records the Apostle Paul, his spiritual son Timothy, and some others, where they're traveling and setting order in the churches so they could evolve and expand. Let me pause for the cause and say this. Before anything can evolve, it first must be in order. You can't evolve a mess. Did you get that? So, so let me tell you what's been happening in your life. God's been bringing order to your life. I wish I had some honest folk in there. That's why some folk had to leave when order started coming in your life. That's why certain things you used to do, you no longer find pleasure in. Because God says, I'm bringing order into your life so that you can have evolution. I cannot evolve a mess. Otherwise, you'll become a more complicated mess. And I want to prophesy to somebody, your days of unnecessary mess, those ended in June. All right, let me try this side of the church. Your days of unnecessary mess, those ended in June. Somebody say, that's not my portion anymore. No, 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 no. So we go to Acts 16, say Acts 16. They set order so that the churches could evolve and expand. And watch this. When, uh, when they get there, when they're at the door to do God's will in a greater way, there were many adversaries. And I said this, and I want to say it again. Adversaries are announcements. And they have to be handled properly. Say adversaries are announcements. And they must be handled properly. In our prior series, we were in already one. We talked about every battle, every problem already won. We talked about how to deal with the daily battles that we face. And now we were looking at an adversary. I want you to see an adversary as anything in between you and the door. So right now, my adversary is, if this is the door here, what's the adversary? This table and the water and the, the cup holder and the light and the V. And what I think about them all. Did you catch that church? Because here's what we often think. Is we often don't realize that what we think about the adversary can be an adversary. See, if you've ever been, if you've ever had to deal, if you've ever uh, dealt with, uh, with, with, with big issues, anybody ever dealt with, just let me just throw this out there. Anybody ever dealt with big legal issues? Big legal issues. You ever dealt with big legal issues? Okay. All right, here's the deal. So the first go round with some big legal issues, you may be like, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You get something in the mail. You get something, you know, and you just, you just shake it in your boots. First time. After you've beat some adversaries, you're like, man, please, let's go eat. I'll call him in the morning. Why? Because I don't think that deeply and I don't make that great an adversary that I've already beaten before. 
I came to speak it into somebody's life tonight. There's some adversaries you're facing now. Stop making them so big. You've already beat bigger before. You've taken down giants before. What you're facing right now? Somebody holler, this ain't nothing. So the table, the V, the light, the cup holder, and the drink, they are all adversaries. And what I think about them are the adversary. Because here's what I could say. I could say, well, I'll just walk around it. If I think that way. I could say, I'll just move it to the side. If I think that way. Or well, watch this. Here's what we often do. And I want, you're doing it right. Touch your neighbor. Say, you're doing this right now. Jesus. Please, Lord, just move it. Hey, cut out of my Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord, we need you to move. Move the table out of the way. I'm down here praying. Lord, don't you hear me? Oh, Lord, I need you to move the table. It's in my way. And uh, if you don't move this table, I don't know who's going to move it. You move it. Y'all not saying nothing. At some point, even God says, get up off your knees praying and get out there and start conquering. There's, 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 there's a scripture that talks about, I got to get to Python. There's a scripture that talks about Joshua. And Joshua was angry because they lost this battle, a battle that they should have won, a battle at AI. And uh, they should have won. Somebody say they should have won. And Joshua was so upset when they lost because he was used to winning. Joshua would walk into a region and Joshua would take over a city. He'd walk into a new city, he'd take the city over. He did Jericho, walk around in walls, took the city. AI should have been a walk in the park. He should have been able to just text them how to beat him. Pull out the sword, pull your hand back. Got it? Obviously, they didn't text. Follow the principle. Somebody says, should have been easy. Here's what ends up happening, church. Somebody does something they're not supposed to do. Achan, in fact, was his name. They took some stuff they weren't supposed to do. So they lose the battle. When they lose the battle, church, check out what happens. God says, or they lose the battle. Joshua gets on his knees and he's praying, Lord. Why did we lose? I'm so upset, Lord. Why did we lose? Why did you do all of this? Why did you? In fact, they'll stick it up for you real quick, and then we're going to get to Python. Say, we say, say we're on our way to Python. And Joshua said, alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over this Jordan uh, at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Oh, that we have been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. Next verse. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turned his back before its enemies? Watch this. For the Canaanites and the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround and cut off our name from the earth. Then uh, what will you do for your great name? So the Lord said, watch this. Stop, stop, stop. Look at me, church. Say, look at your name. Say, neighbor. This is going to blow your mind what God gets ready to say. Verse, get up. Why are you lying on your face praying? He's praying. And he's lying prostrate with his face on the ground. And when he's praying, God says, get up. In other words, he says, I don't want to hear no more of this. Let me tell you what the problem is. Verse 11. Israel sinned and they transgressed. Somebody took some stuff I said not to and put it in their own stuff. Next verse. Therefore, you couldn't stand before your enemies 
but you turn your back to your enemies. So I ain't going to be with you until you get that mess from around you. Get up. Touch your neighbor and say, get up. So the adversary, let's go back to the adversary. Sometimes we're praying about adversaries. We need to be moving. And our prayer needs to be, Lord, give me a strategy to deal with the adversary. Lord, just move that out of the way. Lord, just do it. Somebody say, Lord, give me a strategy to deal with my adversaries. So Paul had four adversaries he dealt with. We're moving to Python. The first we talked about on Sunday was delays. Say delays. The second, you got to get part number one, was diversion. Say diversions. The third was distractions. Say distractions. The fourth, we're getting to Python, was the demonic. Acts 16, 16. So he dealt first with what? Delays. Delays are an adversary, but they don't mean permanent denial. Does that make sense? Stop thinking, well, it's delayed. I just, I ain't even going to try no more. I, it took me, I was dealing with a particular company. I was dealing with a particular company about something they owed me. Something they owed me. I was, this particular company. I was dealing with this particular company. Uh, I was going back and forth with them. It took me two years for them to finally do what it was they were supposed to do. Somebody said I had to be persistent. See, delays don't mean stop. Do you understand that? Stop thinking because it's delayed that that means permanent down. The second one he dealt with, and I went into these in depth on Sunday, was diversions. Say diversions. All right, we talked about that. Third, distractions. Say distractions. Listen, you're always going to deal with distractions whenever you are on your way to Macedonia, whenever you're on your way to your great and effective door. What's your distraction? Some of the family drama, some of y'all dealt with yesterday. What's a distraction? Unexpected bills that show up in the mail and you, you're feeling great. Now you got an issue. What's a distraction? All of a sudden, watch this. You were having a great day in the middle of that day. Old thoughts start to come in your mind and play through your mind and start taking you back down a place you thought you were free from. Here's the fourth, the demonic. Acts 16, 16. Now it happened as he went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination. The scripture says, if you have an old school Bible, there's an asterisk there or a star there. And it says a spirit of Python. Now the Bible names this spirit of Python, not because pythons are demons, but because uh, snakes were symbolic of demonic activity. So when it names the spirit, it is teaching us how the spirit operates. It operates with the same characteristics that the animal, the python does. You got that, church? Okay, so when you see a snake, stop talking about that's a demon. No, that's a snake. Spirit of Python, though, it's revealing to us how the spirit operates. It has the same characteristics as this animal. Possessed with the spirit of Python, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Which means, go back. Okay, now this, what is in that line? Uh, this may shout me so, so greatly that I may just walk off the stage. That's y'all's cue to come sing. She brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. In other words, she was telling people their future. Watch this. Python knows something about you you don't yet know about yourself. Y'all not hearing that? That's why it's the final adversary before you get to the door. See, Python realizes that you've been praying to get to this door. You've been fasting to get to this door. You've been given to get to this door. And now that you're standing at this door, it knows your future. Would you have five your neighbor say, it knows your future? So watch this. The attack comes from the future into your present, trying to use your past against you. But tonight, watch this verse. 
it says, see, broader masters must profit by fortune telling. Next verse. This girl followed a Paul and us, us there. This is Dr. Luke speaking. He's the writer of Acts. It's like Luke part two. And cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God. Check it out. She's able, this spirit rather, is able to recognize that you're a Christian. And it's not intimidated by that. It's not intimidated by your shout. It's not intimidated by your praise. In fact, the heat you make when you do that is what attracts you to you in the first place. Because pythons are heat-seeking animals. That's why on Sunday at the 9.15, it started jumping and coming out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, watch this. Watch this. It only did it when I moved to that side of the stage because the animal had the ability to know I can't come at him while he's watching. Okay. Okay. I'll leave that. That's too deep for you. All right. Uh, 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 these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, which means next principle here is that the spirit of Python can be around you for a long time so much that you get used to it. You get used to mood swings. You get used to being tired. You get used to being drained. You get used to being unfocused. She did this for what? Many days. But touch your neighbor, say until today. Wrong neighbor, they're suspect. Try the other one, say until today. But when Paul got greatly annoyed, he turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out that very hour. You missed it. He says he turned to her and said, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Be a better church than that. She, he said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Which means this spirit, once it oppressed this girl and possessed this girl, it had her acting different than she normally is. It had her acting like something she was not. It had her behaving in a way that she was not. Uh, come out of her and he came out that very hour. You ever wondered? Why certain people start acting different with you all of a sudden out of nowhere. Could it be that Python senses you about to walk through your door and since it couldn't get to you, it got to somebody close to you and it's got them acting like something different and something that they are not. But I dare you to shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off and say no Python's in my premises. Verse, and he came out that very hour. Next verse. And the next verse, please. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them in the marketplace to the authorities. Watch the next principle here. Once they confronted Python, Python imprisoned them. Scripture says that her masters, they, they, they said, well, we ain't going to be making more money now. So they seized them and dragged them to the marketplace to the authorities. Next verse. <clears throat> And they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. Now, they didn't trouble the city. They troubled Python. And they teach customs that are not lawful of us being Romans to receive or to observe. Y'all still with me, church? I'm going to make it real plain in just a moment. I'm going to give you some nice bullet points in just a moment. Then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore up their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Check it out. It created everybody seemingly to not act like they knew what they were supposed to do verse uh-huh uh, uh, y'all still here then they beat them with rods next verse and when they had laid many stripes on them they threw them into prison commanding the jailer to keep them securely look look at me once they uh, dealt with the spirit then the spirit said the last thing we can do is make them feel locked up make them feel like they have no options 
Make them feel like they have no way of escape. Make them feel like they have no freedom. Has anybody noticed that when you finally start confronting certain things, and right after you confront it, you feel great, but then right afterwards, you kind of have a low. Anybody ever? Verse. Keep them securely. The next verse. Having received such a charge, they put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open. You, you missed it. You missed it. Where was Paul on his way to? A great and effective door. Say, Bishop, what's the connection? On his way to his great and effective door, there were some other doors that he needed to get open while he was on his way to Macedonia. And you'll notice their praise. Somebody say their praise. Say their singing. You'll notice it opened up all of the doors and everybody's chains were loose. You're not understanding what I'm saying. Look at me. They dealt with Python. Python puts them in this place where they feel like they're in a prison. Mental prison. Financial prison. Emotional prison. Relationship prison. Self-esteem prison. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever felt like you were in some type of prison? Now, here's the trip about it. There are no bars. You just felt stuck. Okay, watch this. Let me give it to you another way. You felt like you were having an anxiety attack. You felt like you were overwhelmed. You just were driving, and in the middle of your day, you said, I just need to pull over to the side of the road, and you had an emotional moment on the side of the road because Python's got you in this place where you feel like you are in prison. You know you need to take an action, but you won't take an action because Python's got you too scared to take an action. Because you're like, if I do this, what happens? If I do this, what happens? If I do this, what happens? Are y'all here Wednesday Night Live? So check it out. Python has them in prison. After they're in prison, there was only one way they got out of that prison. And that prison opened up all the doors. Could it be that the great and effective door, watch this, that was already open, was waiting on Paul to open up somebody else's doors on his way to his door? I'm trying to tell you something. You are so focused with what's going on with you and your life and around you that you're missing some people on your job. You're missing somebody on your road right now. You're missing your children. You're missing your spouse. You're missing there's somebody around you that you got what they need to get their doors open for them. God says, I've opened the door for you, but what are you going to do to open the door for somebody else? Say, Spirit of Python. Few spirits, I got to finish this, were named. Y'all all right? Few spirits were named as they were often just called unclean in the Bible because the presence and name of Jesus was torment enough so you didn't need to name them. But the spirit of Python was named because it must be confronted directly because it's learned how to dwell in environments other spirits cannot. It walked right there with them as the men of God, right there behind them, and it was not intimidated by them. Did you get that, church? Okay, because you may say, well, at the name of Jesus, and when I say Jesus, every unclean spirit and every, uh, but pythons learn how to let you say Jesus and say. This is why, watch this. If I'm talking to you, just throw your hand up one time if I, once I say this. That's why sometimes you start praying, and in the middle of your prayer, you get distracted about what it was you was praying about. Amen. Okay, thank you for this half of the church that's honest. The rest of y'all. <laughs> 
Watch this, because what happens is, what happens is, what happens is, the spirit of Python, it's learned how to dwell in the presence. Are you here? Now, now, if I had time to go deeper as to why, I would. I don't. But it had, it's learned how to dwell in the presence. That's why even you can have a moment of worship at home, and then immediately when you come out of your moment of worship, Python's like, <laughs> You don't think that worked, did it? You don't think this is going to turn around, do you? Say, it has to be confronted directly. Now, now watch this. In the Bible, snakes were symbolic. Let's go to fifth gear of demonic activity, which is why the Bible says in Mark 16, uh, uh, 17 through 19. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, some Christians have literally interpreted that and they'll have rattlesnake pits in church. That's crazy. If I get bit, the Lord will heal me. He could heal you or you could just not play with the rattlesnake. I hear somebody saying, well, Bishop, what's different about what you did bringing pot down? Several things are different. First thing, there ain't no rattlesnake. <laughs> Second thing, the professional was standing right over there. So there wasn't going to be no trouble in here. It was, the, it was an illustration. Now, here's what I want you to see. Uh, say serpents, snakes. Now, check this out. Uh, here's what the spirit of Python wants you to do. First, it wants you to abort. Say to abort. It wants you to abort walking through the door. Because it can't shut the door. You understand that? Python wants you to say, that looks too hard. I'm not going to do it. That looks too challenging. I'm not going to do it. I want something a little bit more simple, a little bit more easy, a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more easy going. I want something more chill. And God says, but that ain't the door. I, I, you don't need faith for that door. You could do that. The door I'm opening, you have to trust me for. The door I'm opening, who am I preaching to? You got to believe me for. You could do this little thing over here. Ain't nobody talking about no little thing over here. I've opened you a great and an effective door, which requires faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, watch this. So then, then Python antagonizes you. So it wants you to abort. Got it? How much have you aborted in life? Just think about how much have you just, the enemy didn't, I mean, you just gave it up. I'm not that, I'm not built that way. Me personally. And I'm not judging anybody that is. I'm just saying me personally. I'm 15 minutes over time. Can I finish it though? I'm not built that way. Like, you know, I, I'm not built to just kind of just, whatever I'm not built that way anybody else like that you know just I'm not built that way I'm I'm built to say Whoa, wait a minute no we got to get this together because this here is out of O-R-D-E-R and that ain't gonna W-O-R cave for M-E that's me but lots of times in life we just abort we just give up and that's what Python's job is to do. It'll slither, and it does that by antagonizing you. Antagonizing, it's hostile toward you. That's why Revelation 12, 9 says, the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Genesis 3, 1, now the serpent was more cunning 
So what's the imagery the scripture is giving us? Is that he antagonizes you to get you to abort. He gets in your ear and just starts laying stuff down in your ear. Just settle for this. You're too picky. You want too much out of life. Just be happy. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Just don't worry about fixing that situation. Just leave it alone. They don't care. Why do you care? They, why forgive them? They, they, they hurt you. You need to hold a grudge. I'm not saying nothing. They, 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 yeah. He gets in your ear to Am I talking to anybody where you've had some antagonization going on in your ear and you're wondering where is that coming from? Python is in your ear. But today, I dare you to lay hands on your ear and say, Python, you have no right here. If you ain't doing it, I'm telling you to do it tonight. Take authority tonight. Say, Python, you have no right to be in my ear. You've deceived me for the last time. You've antagonized me for the last time. It's the same thing the enemy did to Eve, church. God in her ear. He tells her, he tells her, serpent there in scripture means deceiver. So he didn't appear as a snake there. He was a deceiver. There he appeared as a man. But the scripture teaches us how this spirit operates. You still here? Genesis 19 teaches us that when angelic beings appear in the earth that they appear as men so in Genesis chapter 3 when the enemy is there he appears as a man but he appears as a man that's given the characteristics of a serpent because he's a deceiver serpent in Hebrew means deceiver so he gets in her ear to deceiver and he says you will not surely die for God knows in the day you eat of it you're going to be like God God's trying to keep you from something you're missing out. Everybody else is living the good life. Everybody else has got this and that. And everybody else has got this. And everybody, what, what's wrong with you, Eve? Why, why, why are you so messed up, Eve? Why are you so jacked up, Eve? Why doesn't God want you, Eve? Why, 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 okay, I'm not saying nothing. He deceives. So he wants you to abort. And to do that, he antagonizes you. Are you here, church? I talked to this on Sunday, though. He doesn't crush. Pythons, they don't, they don't crush. They first constrict. Constrict. And every time you take a breath, <gasps> python constricts. And have you ever noticed when you get nervous and when you get afraid and you start breathing heavy and all that? Have you ever noticed how that gets worse? You say, well, I just need a minute. Let me just, I'm taking a break. It's not break time at work. Taking early breaks. Because every time it's prey takes a breath, Python clamps down. Every time you think, whoo, I can relax, Python clamps down. It constricts. Say it constricts. I'm almost done. Python squeeze the life out of their prey. They coil themselves around their prey, and with each breath its prey takes, Python squeezes tighter until they stop breathing completely. Got it? Because its prey fights what it fears but in fighting what it fears it makes itself vulnerable to being constricted this is what do you mean it fights what it fears huh? what does that mean it means watch this rather than turning its attack on the python it's just trying to survive so in just trying to survive 
it ends up giving the python what it needs to take it out. Sometimes you can fight not to, okay, I'm going to help your neighbor. Sometimes you can fight not to be lonely by bringing bad people around you. Okay. And so what ends up happening is when you bring bad people around you because you don't want to be lonely, you actually gave Python what it needed to take you out. Because watch this, while you were by yourself, uh, you were protected. While you were by yourself, you didn't, those evil spirits didn't have access. Now you've opened the gateway to the spirit of Python. And so now you've let some people around you, you have no business letting around you. And now they've got access do you get the picture I, I, I gotta move on I gotta move on I gotta move on so it aborts wants you to what abort how does it do that by getting by antagonizing you now now check this out pythons can go undetected for a long period of time pythons are sometimes called ambush predators because they typically remain motionless in a camouflage position and then they strike suddenly now check this out say suddenly you're having a great Wednesday. You're having a great Thursday. Then all of a sudden, you felt good after church on Sunday. Then all of a sudden, you felt great when you commanded your day Sunday night. Then Python strikes suddenly. Here's what's funny, but it's been watching you the whole time. Studying your moves. Studying what you say. Studying exactly who needed to call you and exactly when they needed to call you to get you off your game. Y'all not saying nothing. Let me, let me wrap this up. Say, uh, say suddenly. suddenly. Uh, they can go undetected for a long time. Now check it out. The, the attributes of, the, of a python teach us how this spirit operates. Got that? Okay, well, one more thing about it. Can I give you one more thing? Uh, there's so much more. I, I, I don't have time to get into it. Let me give you one more thing about it. One more thing about it. Uh, pythons, pythons, uh, from a scriptural standpoint, say they're an announcement. They're an announcement that you're at the door. Say what door, Bishop? The door you've been praying for. Anybody been praying for some stuff? Say I'm there. No, 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 no. That's not how you say it when somebody tells you you at the place that you've been. Uh, 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 anybody been praying for some stuff? Say, I'm there. So there's only one adversary left to try to get you, and that's Python. But tonight, but tonight, somebody say, I'm taking authority tonight. Now, 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 you said, Bishop, how is a Python an announcement of evolution? Here's what I found. So what you find, Bishop? That pythons do not attack humans unless they feel threatened. I just, I just wish I had some faith. I thought this was Wednesday. Y'all, y'all sleeping on me like a, like, 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 like y'all all VIPs or something. I, 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 I need y'all to get it. But, uh, and when I say all VIP, let me clarify. This is different. When I say that, like you. You know, you ain't never heard me preach before. That's what I mean. Okay. So nobody be offended. Okay. Just want to be clear. Does anybody say, do not be offended? Don't sleep on me. Me. No, you're fine with your neighbor. You can sleep on them. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. You're not. All, all is well. We're good. Here it is. This is where we shout, church. Pythons do not attack 
They will sit there motionless until they feel threatened. And when they feel threatened, Python says, I've been guarding this door. I've been guarding your breakthrough. I've been guarding your new opportunity. I've been guard. The door is open, but you you thinking you can actually walk through this now? You're getting enough confidence to think you can actually overcome now? You're getting enough. You're not saying nothing. Your faith is growing to the point to where you actually believe this thing now? You're actually trusting God now? When pythons feel threatened, that's when they attack. And I came to tell somebody that you need to look at what's coming against you and you need to stop cursing him and you need to say you are my announcement that you must feel threatened and the only reason you're attacking me is because I'm finally at the door I'm finally getting what I prayed for you didn't go through all that hell for nothing. You didn't go through all that pain for nothing. You didn't cry all those tears for nothing. Somebody holler, I'm finally there. And Python feels threatened. Python's like, in 2016 by now, we had you depressed. I'm about to set somebody free. And here you are a Wednesday night after a holiday in church. Y'all not saying nothing. Y'all is up. Python says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Last time you prayed, we had you in so much unbelief. You didn't even believe. You were doubting whether or not God was even real. You were doubting whether or not God even heard you. And here you are standing at the door now. Last year come this time because it looked hard, you threw in the towel. Because it looked difficult, you threw in the towel. And here you are standing at the door now. I need somebody that believes they're standing at the door to just hop up on their feet and holler, but I'm walking through this time. I'm I said, if you believe you're standing at the door, the great and effective door that you prayed for, somebody holler, I'm here and I'm walking through. Say, I'm here and I'm walking through. So, 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 pythons only attack, they only attack when they feel threatened. So now we're in Acts 16. When that girl sees Paul and Timothy and Dr. Luke and all the rest of them, he was a physician. When they see all of them, she says, oh, you're going to walk through this door? And so the only thing she could do was follow Paul turned around. He said, I'm sick of you. I'm annoyed. And he took what? Authority. Somebody say authority. authority. But watch this church. When he took authority, I wish I could tell you that instantly everything got good. Oh, God. Here's where the preach comes. When he took authority, instantly everything got worse. I'm, now, this is the preach. This is the preach right through here. Sometimes you, you'll say, I'm taking authority, Bishop. I'm taking authority, Bishop. He'll think everything's going to get better. It didn't. When he took authority, everything got worse for a day. I came to tell somebody, your day of it being worse ends right here, right now. 
Y'all not saying nothing to me. High five your neighbor say it ends right here. It ends right now. Bishop Howard is here. Let me, let me show you in the text. Can I show you in the text? Go to verse 18. Come on, 18. She did it for many days. Paul took authority. Say he took authority. Next verse. I'm just going to summarize the verses. Come on, next verse, please. It says, then they took him to the marketplace. Next verse. They started complaining about him, saying they were troublemakers. <laughs> uh-huh. I'd much rather be accused of being a troublemaker than being somebody just going along to get along with the status quo. Next verse. Then the multitude rose up against them. Say, folk came against them. Uh-huh. And then, then they beat them. <laughs> Caused issues. Next verse. And then they put many stripes on them. Then they put them in the prison. Say, this was all the next day. Uh, I'm going to show you how you're coming out of this. Previous verse 24. Having received such a charge, they put them in prison. Watch this. In the inner prison. See, if I had time to really preach this like I want to, see, it's in their mind. See, remember the adversary is about how I think about it. Shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off. So you're coming out of the inner prison now. Wrong neighbor, and if they don't want to move with you, you better find you another neighbor to pick. Shake that neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off. Say, so you're coming out of the inner prison now. Here it is. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. But at midnight. Paul and Silas, touch your neighbor and say, that's me and you. They started praying. When they took authority on Sunday, everything got worse. But when they came to church on Wednesday, they started, they started praying and they started singing. Somebody say, I'm going to pray and I'm going to sing. And the prisoners were listening to them. Next verse. And then suddenly, I prophesy some suddenlies over your next 24 hours. I prophesy some suddenlies over your next 24 Holler suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prisons were shaken. And in a few days, in a few hours, and what? Immediately, all the doors were open and everybody's chains were loose. I'm done. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.